0: I forgot to tell you a little bit of the plan for tonight. So there was this plan to sit until now, and and, uh, the plan to offer some, uh, share some ideas about the practice, some words about uh, the practice at this time. Maybe uh, sit some more, maybe uh, end with uh, the last uh, sitting and call it uh, Call it a night. Um, So um, there was only one uh, idea that um, I had in mind that I wanted to touch on tonight, and um, yeah, so so the, the what I had in mind was um, it was starting for me with the, the kind of the question how to practice in times like this what's the what's the right practice uh, meeting so much uncertainty and uh, you know turbulence and uh, i I don't even have the words what is the right uh, practice and so i only have two ideas that uh, that uh, came to mind and you'll see um, you'll see how it resonates for you resonates for you the first uh, thing that came to mind when i was thinking what um, how do we practice in these times the first thing that came to my mind was, I actually don't know. I don't know. I have never been in this situation. I, I don't know. And, um, well, actually, you know my, um, if, if you've heard me before, <laughs> my mind tends to be arborescent. So that's probably the form it'll take. Uh, this weekend here and so when I think I've never been in this situation it's true I've never been in this situation we have never been in this situation but for me um, I uh, what comes to mind in the last couple of days very strongly is the um, the time of the AIDS uh, epidemic and um, and and Big difference that I I see uh, this time, and somehow for me I think I think it's it's going to be healing. But the last that um, last epidemic of AIDS, I'm speaking freely here and very personally, so I hope it's you know something in there is going to be helpful or make sense, but. Um, Many of us in the, the, in the height of the AIDS epidemic felt, um, it didn't feel like we were all, all in this together. It felt like some of us were in this and other were unconcerned uh, about it, untouched. And those of us who were going through the you know, disease and, living with the virus and those of, of us who were caring, taking care of, uh, it seemed like it was happening to a small group of us on the planet. Uh, it was very intense, but in a way isolate, isolated and isolating. And the difference that I see this time is it seems like we're more going through this together seems more um, like it seems like everybody's is concerned and uh, called to participate in some way anyway that's just from a personal point of view but when I, I thought I have never been through this particular uh, situation uh, before I uh, I thought of uh, Jan Sumedho, uh, who many years ago told uh, was teaching in the, in the US and uh, and uh, was coming from um, England and he had been on a plane to get to the retreat center at the Insight Meditation Society and he was saying that being a monk uh, on um, on all the precepts that he was on this life of renunciation that he had vowed not to um, uh, entertain himself with uh, movies and you know, shows and dances, and so that was part of a renunciation practice that he was doing as a monk. Uh, and he was saying that on the plane there was um, there was a movie playing, and he said that he actually watched the movie but didn't take the uh, earphones, uh, ear yeah plugs, whatever ear these. So he felt like he was not breaking his precept, so he was just watching the images that were right there in front of his uh, screen and uh and he was saying i want i know why we're so neurotic uh it was uh, the movie that was presented was uh, electra uh, kind of a superhero and he was saying she has all the right answers all the time she does the right move so she doesn't get knocked nut- you know, and uh, when somebody talks to her, I don't know what they say, but you can see that she has the right answer. And uh, and uh, and he was saying, I get to the airport, and they say, you know, do you want aisle or window? And I don't. I'm I'm startled. You know, like I'm like uh, I don't know. Do I want aisle? Do I do I want which which one should I take? You know, and I, I don't even know what's the answer, how to be with with that question. <laughs> and then uh, he was saying, and then. Uh, the person asks me, you know, did you pack your bag yourself? Or, and you're like, oh, did I pack my bag myself? I, I think I, I did. Did I? Did I completely? You know? And uh, and you're saying I'm actually often ambiguous, in not knowing what to do, what to say, what to. And so when I was thinking, uh, you know, what what's the answer to how to practice with this? Well, actually, I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna to have to find out, and it's actually totally okay. It's natural that I wouldn't know. Um, and to me that's that's helpful to allow allow the system to to be startled, to be unsure. You know, we we're talking with friends, and some friends were saying, Oh, this is gonna go on until you know, next September. Others were saying, no, next uh, December. Others, no, in a couple of months we'll be fine. And the answer is we actually, we don't know. We don't know. And I think a part of the practice is to allow this. Um, allow, see if we can, I don't know, relax. Could that be a the way, allow uncertainty, allow not knowing to be fully lived as an experience. Often we actually don't want, we want to know, we want to, in a lot in our lives, we do want to know how it's going to turn out, you know, in relationships and in finances and in all kinds of different outcomes of projects we're undertaking and, you know, in all kinds of ways. And I think, um, for me anyway, a, a major practice now is to allow not, not, not knowing how to how to be confined in a home, how to be a dharma teacher when the retreats are, a retreat dharma teacher when the retreats are not there anymore, and you know, and how to suddenly live in the house without seeing friends or living in the house very close to the other family members or... And yeah, to to not know and, and use this as an opportunity for practice, for heightened awareness, for care, for investigation. Oh, what is it like to be me or to be us? The us here can have any scale. How is it to be us in the neighborhood? How is it to be us in the town? I'm speaking here from Montreal who a few hours ago was declared, um, uh, you know, under emergency state, you know, under the state of emergency, being uh, one of the hotbeds, I think, uh, of the virus. So how you know uh, yeah uh, how 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 are we how can we be with this at at any scale um, you know if you've lost your job or you know your income uh, is uh, becoming extremely uncertain. Are you fear for your parents or children? Or, you know, what do I want to say? How can we allow these things to take them on? Yeah, that's really what's happening. Or if you're just perceiving this as a holiday because it is for you and it might be for you a few days of holiday, uh, maybe to start with, you know. Allowing this to, to be known exactly as it is. So this was one answer that came to my mind is actually I don't know, I don't know. And I'm curious about this, how, how you know, will I find the strength? How will my best side show up? How can I, um, you know, allow for courage to be born out of this? Or stability, where instability is showing up. How can that be the doorway to stability? I'm really intrigued by this. You know, how, I don't know, will I make a living or how will I... So in a way, kind of volunteering for what's happening. Okay, it's happening. Let's get in there. Let's, let's do it. Let's uh, let's. Uh, it's, it's a way to talk about acceptance. So not knowing, but being being willing to not know And, and be there. And um, so I took a couple of days to. Uh, to, to practice in the silence in the last few days and um, so still wanting to answer this question how how to practice in these times what uh, touched me uh, very much um, is the the how these teachings uh, are so universal and applicable and so the way it unfolded for me oh i, I had said i'm not i'm going to do the exercise of not touching my face at least during the, trying to help us train to do this so recommitting um i'm happy you're at least two meters away from your screen uh, um, so the way it showed up for me is um, so uh, I was alone, and I took um, the French translation of uh, Joseph Goldstein's uh, uh, book on practice, the mindfulness book, uh, in, in in French, and I was just uh, starting it from from uh, from start again. And as I was going through the, you know, the different uh, instructions, every one of them uh, I'm talking here of foundations of atten- of uh, mindfulness. Uh, every one of them were bringing me like giving me a very um, useful uh, talking about very useful ways to practice. Um, like I, I I couldn't believe or I was surprised again or touched by the the uh, universal applicability of these uh, very, in a way, simple and deep practices. And so, uh, you know, there was uh, first the breath, being with the breath. And so I was just there uh, sitting and allowing the breath to be known in the different ways that the teachings talk about. And I could see how, it was helping me um, release the kind of clinging that I um, have around my thoughts and around uh, the stories about what's happening. And so it says that mindfulness will help us dive under our preconceived ideas. So I'm sitting here and I have a preconceived ideas, a preconceived idea that there is a pandemic and we don't know what's coming and there's a whole story. And then by just Coming back to my breath, allowing the breath to be known. Suddenly, I discover a whole other reality underneath the narration, the story told, and I, I was unaware of it before. Just attending to breath, that actually underneath this, there was some other story of a body that was sitting there, breathing. I had not considered that reality, I was living living in a a way in a made up reality. I was telling a story uh, and actually I didn't notice that the story was not here exactly here at this moment in this body. I thought I was caught in a reality that was actually a construction. I'm not saying that it's not happening uh, out there. Uh, I'm saying that uh, there's different ways to meet reality, different angles, different ways to perceive it, and that it could be helpful for me, and maybe for others, maybe for you, check it out, to actually allow for different stories, to uh, different perceptions to show up. And by attending to breath, suddenly I could see that uh, the story was disappearing. It was, uh, as presented in the teaching, it was ephemeral. It was flickering, flickering, appearing and disappearing. Uh, and it was giving me a good break. So I'm not talking about denial, because I can return to that way of perceiving reality, of considering reality, of telling the story of reality. you know. But I could also see that there could be... Um, uh, liberation for a few moments, attending to something else, uh, just the breath. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, reading Joseph's book, was going through the uh, instructions of the Buddha about practice, um, suddenly I run into um, uh, postures. Teachings about uh, the simple teachings about you know when sitting, know you're sitting, when walking, know you're walking, when uh, lying down, know you're lying down. So incredibly simple when standing, know you're standing, and then uh, Joseph reporting the. teachings of the Buddha, when he's saying, oh, when I was practicing, and not a Buddha yet, uh, when I was practicing alone in the jungle, in the forest, sometimes I would get scared by branches cracking or leaves uh, moving in the woods. And I would get really scared. And sometimes it was just, um, you know, a bird or a... I'm looking for the name of the bird in the story in in, uh, in English, uh, a, pond, a, a peacock in the woods. And I would get terrified as I was walking, or as I was sitting, or lying down in the woods, or standing. I would hear a noise and get, uh, you know, freaked out. And in these uh, instructions around the awareness of posture, uh, The Buddha was saying, and then what I would do would just be to keep uh, practicing in the same posture. I will not stop walking. I will continue walking, aware of the fear, until, and I'm translating from French because the book I have is in French now. Uh, I will continue walking, aware of the fear, until I overcome the fear. So using awareness of standing, of walking, of sitting. So the Buddha would say, if I got scared and I was sitting, I would not stand up. I would just keep sitting, aware of the fear, not feeding the fear, not denying the fear. Just, in my words here, accompanying it, being with it, until something else would be cultivated. And get stronger, care, awareness, clarity, you know, so not duped by fear or not hating fear, but aware of fear, the middle path, aware of fear, until I could see it move through as a wave, as something appearing and passing. So the These were instructions around posture. And I was reading this and I was practicing. So, to me, these were my instructions in the last couple of days. Uh, Rereading these instructions that I know, but, uh, you know, getting in contact again with them. And so I would just put the book down and just be there with the standing or with the sitting just aware of sitting and i could see how in time suddenly you know the obsessiveness of the trying to anticipate or explain what will happen based on what i had heard on the news the latest news or whatever i could just notice how being aware of sitting was extremely helpful Coming back to reality, what is truly happening right now? There's a body here sitting, and there's a movement of an emotional life, you know? And instead of following the thoughts, uh, manifesting, uh, expressing these states, just being aware, just being aware that there's a body sitting here, sensitive, yeah? This was with, um, you know, the breath, it was with the postures and the activities of the body. And then we fall into, you know, instructions around very simply being aware of something unpleasant as unpleasant. And again, I would remember, oh my God, this practice is so incredibly simple and powerful oh, it's disagreeable that I don't know what's coming or that I can't do this or do that, that I don't have access to this, that I usually have easy access to or whatever the situation is, the, the, the momentary punctual, no, I don't know if it works in English, but at that very moment, whatever the, is disagreeable, returning to the simplicity of these instructions instead of making a whole story to recognize, oh, Pascal, this is disagreeable. What is happening for you is disagreeable right now. Ah, I went for a walk uh, earlier today. We can do this here. And I saw a friend that I hadn't seen in a year, maybe more. And we were both a few meters away from each other. And it was so awkward that we couldn't just, you know, hug as I think we would have. And we didn't know how to be. We were just, it was strange. And the capacity to recognize, oh, this is uncomfortable, this is unknown, this is unusual, this, I don't know how to be in this situation you know some something is something is i'm cut off something and can i relax into this oh this is uncomfortable this is strange can it be okay that it's like this and for me what i'm amazed by these years i think is the um, how Any situation seen through the Dharma practice, if I call it like this, every situation can become a portal for stability of mind, for care, for tenderness, for joy, for amusement. For concern, for care. Yeah. And so this big situation that we're going through, I think, is an opportunity. Um, and the Dharma that we're going to practice here uh, this weekend together, and that many of you know of, and that is so accessible. Dharma seed. Uh, website, the books, all the online offerings you have these days. Um, so the, the, the practices that we have, uh, I think I've really made for this situation and later for another one where there'll be joy and beauty and maybe for another one where there'll be grief and loss, losing. Um, Some notes you can't see them, me neither. But I'm gonna look for just a moment to see at least the timing of this evening. Yeah, we're good. So, one thing I keep. Well, let's take a moment just to check how you're doing, where you are, standing, sitting, crashing on the sofa. How's the body, how's the heart, mind, One thing I really appreciate about uh, this practice is uh, um, giving value, uh, sati or um, mindfulness, this uh, vibrant presence or care that we bring to the moment. Um, I like the way that it, um, to me, it felt as liberating, see how it. Uh, Lands for you, how it's felt for you, but as we bring interest to the present moment, it uh, it gives it a value that uh, we didn't know it had. That's how it unfolds for me. So if I pay attention to something of the present moment, it could be just the hands resting where they rest right now it, uh, it gives them value and so I like this giving value to what is actually happening in my agitation that I suffer from and I might not be the only one I tend to give value to what should be or could be or was or can give value to what will be you know, even bad value, you know, it could be value as uh, valuable, but it could be also give value, you know, give, uh, I could think that this is going to turn ugly and give all of my airtime uh, to how things are going to be. Uh, and suddenly in this practice, I discovered that there's this moment and I learn, relearn, learn again how to give value to what is happening now. What is happening now? Give value to this. for myself to feel it. And in this way, yes, sometimes it becomes valuable. Valuable because it's beautiful, it's rich, it's simple. And I hadn't noticed the the liberating simplicity of the moment. It could be sensations or silence, or night, uh, light, you know. Quietness, So it can become, what is here can become valuable, or it can become valuable because uh, it can be a doorway, like a way to cultivate beautiful qualities. And so that's one way that I understand this practice of uh, mindfulness. It's a practice of giving value to what is here abandoning renouncing letting go of what is not here you know the safety that was maybe is not anymore and i could give a lot of value to the safety that was uh, if that's how it's perceived or felt or the f- stories told by you or for you i could give a lot of value to this but now i start giving value to what's happening here this uncertainty, this maybe unsafety that I might feel. Oh, can this uh, be given uh, care? Met? Can, can this be met? And to me, there's yeah a liberating aspect to this. I don't know if I'm sharing or transmitting this well. So, Yeah, as many of you know, I live with uh, HIV. I think I referred to this in a subtle way at the beginning of the talk. So I don't know if these days it's, um, you know, uh, it's of concern, it should be of concern to me that I have a, you know, comorbidity. That's a new term for me that I hear a lot. So I don't know if I fit in that group of you know, more fragile people, I might, and and this is how it is. And I, over the years, the practice has uh, helped me. It's uneven, it's shaky sometimes, but certainly I can remember and have some access to, uh, you know, giving value to things just as they are so i'm trying to make this applicable here so in the case of this being here so maybe there's more uh, you know maybe it could uh, become difficult in an easier way than it could for others younger more healthy but i don't know that for sure sure. i don't know what's going to happen but even though can i allow this to be Reality. And it's extremely liberating for me to not try to wish something else or run away from, but to fully allow things to be just as they are right now. This is it's like this. And let's see what's going to happen. It's exactly like this. To me, that's the path of less resistance. And it's. Um, It seems wise and helpful to, you know, fear or wish for things to be otherwise, but just to allow them to be just as they are, anyway, for what it's worth. And thank you so much for showing up and, um, you know, giving uh, me the mic. I'm always a little surprised that I'm put in that um, uh, function role, and, and uh, although I don't know how to be these days, you know, uh, I'm willing to take on the role, and um, and um, yeah. I'm thanking you for your trust and inviting you also to you know bring your full sensitivity intelligence life experience intuition you know to see what how it is for you what's right what what's wise for you what uh, what are the nuances what's not being named what uh, what's missing here, you know, and really fully include that. If I can't, maybe uh, you can. So let me check the timing of this, 8.20, yes. Shall we sit with this a little bit? Um, Let the words uh, dissolve and just see what's left.